Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Pendant Shakespeare, Twelfth Night Act 2. I am your director, Landon Bell. I am joined by the dramaturge, Colin Kelly. Hey! And we're normal. here with uh, Colin Kelly, once again. Oh, yes. <laughs> Playing Antonio. My stars shine darkly over me. The malignancy of my face. And Marlene Orton as Sebastian. What? What? So... We're kind of one of the biggest things. <laughs> it was, it, it, this was kind of one of those decisions where it's like, well, we could either find someone who sounds like enough to whoever's playing Viola, or we could have Viola play Sebastian. Because uh, in one of the texts, they say that they speak as if in one voice. So, with one voice, we have, you know, Viola, Cesario, and Sebastian all played by uh, Marley Norton. And she does a great job. And I like her take on it as well. Sebastian, which I called Rodrigo. My father was that Sebastian. She emailed me and said, uh, I don't know about using this Cesario voice exactly without tweaking it. So I said, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> and it turned out very well. It does. It, it, it's very, you know, because the Cesario has the kind of more mafia <laughs> voice I think I mentioned last time. Or Italian mafia, I should say. Let's be specific there. Um, but Cesario, or her Sebastian's very... Just happens to be, you know, a female version, or a male version of her Viola. So. And, you know, it's not, it's one of the things with uh, playing other voices. Um... Because it's very easy when you're playing like a female role to sound very grandmotherish or something. And it sounds horrible like that did. Um, so very good job, Marley. Or one thing I noticed when girls play guys, they go a little too deep. And they start talking like this. And, well, I occasionally there are guys, yes, who talk like this, you know, in a world. But not very many do. Oh goodness! My bosom is full of kindness, and I am yet so near the Also, uh, I should guess I should mention the song. This is Horizon by Jazz Street Trio, and this is essentially uh, Anthony's in love theme. In love theme, excuse me. The gentleness of all the gods go with thee. I have many enemies in Arsino's court. Else would yeah, I and it fit very well with this monologue. But come what may. I do adore thee so, that danger shall seem sport. And I, I, I'm going to shut up about my acting, because I really don't feel like I have any position to comment on that. So, Well, see, I'm not an actor, so... <laughs> I can comment. No, I'm it's just going to good... take off my headphones so I don't hear anything he says, and I'll have to re-listen later to find out like every other <laughs> actor. Even now it's a very good performance. Media. It works well Even for the now, character. Sir. On a moderate pace, I Is he done talking? I don't know if he's done talking or not. She oh, returns this ring to you, sir. I think he's done talking. I'm gonna put my headphones back on. Oh hey, and they're she outside on the New York Street. I mean Illyrian Street. Pete Milan as Malvolio. And once again we and have Marley Norton more, playing another character. So come again what? What? It be to report your lord Such tomfoolery. She took the ring of me, all none of it. Come, See, and sir, you it's subtle, but there is a different it's difference when she's being the Cesario, Viola, or Sebastian. I, and that's 
Good acting. Good job. <laughs> she actually gets to use uh, all three voices the in the first two scenes, so bravo. Mm -hmm. She does a pretty good job differentiating it. I no ring with her. What means this lady? <laughs> yeah, I, I love the parenthetical for this line I wrote. Since she's talking to herself, it's probably his Viola. It's kind of funny. I don't think I've used any of them yet. But I think every second or third take of a Cesario line... Marley gives me one where she slips into her normal voice and then back into the Cesario voice. And uh, I'm going to see if I can't squeeze one in before this play is over, but they're very cool. We'll just like subtly transition in and out of the voice. Yeah. I want to hear that. That'd be kind of, that does sound cool. <laughs> it's, it's pretty neat. Not we. We're such as we are made of. Such we be. I love the bicycle sound effect there. It sounds like a bug. <laughs> if you're not listening carefully, it sounds like a bug flying across the screen. Excuse me, across the field. This is theater of the mind. Yeah, stereo fields. Our bread and butter. What thriftless sighs shall poor Olivia breathe? Oh, time, thou must untangle this not I. Ooh. It is too hard a knot. Nice Doppler effects. This song, by the way, is uh, Jarvik 8 by Kevin McLeod. Hmm. That's one thing. You're, you're using McLeod pieces that not everyone else isn't using, so good job. Which is not oh, easy sir. to do. <laughs> not to be a and hey, we're in Olivia's auditorium. Nay, my troth, I know not. But I know to be up late is to be up late. A false conclusion. I hate it as an unfilled can. To be up after midnight... Sir Toby's up to no good. Yeah. To go to bed after midnight is to go to bed betimes. Does not our life consist of the four elements? In my head, I've kind of like... Because this is taking place in nightclubs, and this is like a closed... It's, you know, past... Last call and all that jazz. Many yeah. Must say a of wine. Here comes the fool, if faith. Ooh, oh, here now, comes the fool. Did you never see the picture? Of uh, I mean, Feste. Uh, <laughs> now let's have a catch. By my troth, the fool has an excellent breast. I had rather than forty shillings, I had such a leg and so sweet a breath to sing as the fool has. In sooth, thou wast in very gracious fooling last night when thou spokest of Pigrogrammatus of the Vapians passing. You know, I, I, I should mention just this: the line is more, you know, written for a male part. But the original line for Sir Andrew is, "By my troth, the fool has an excellent breast." My lady has a white hand, and the Myrmidons are no bottle ale. Just, just drawing attention to that little note. The best fooling when all is done. Now a song. Come on, there is sixpence for you. Let's have a song. A oh, a song, a song, a song. Would you have a love song or a song of good life? I'll take this. A love song, a love song. Aye, aye, I care not for good life. <laughs> All right, and... Mm, Shakespeare hey. karaoke, anyone? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mistress, Mistress mine. mine, where are you? We're not synced up, are we? I, I should stop. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you should definitely stop. <laughs> yeah, before I get much and further. Sing both high and that can sing both high and low. No further, G-sweeting. <laughs> yeah, I've got a cold. I can only sing low. Lovers meeting Every wise man's son doth know <laughs> Yeah Okay, we'll do better at our later karaoke attempts Okay guys, we'll try to get synced up So we both say it at the same time and stuff Cause yeah, we have lots of opportunities Yeah we really, really do need to thank Vincent Morrison for writing these songs. They're really, really cool. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. He offered to compose all of the music for Twelfth Night, or at least all of Feste's songs for Twelfth Night. And uh, so I wasn't going to pass up that offer. <laughs> and uh, he, Yeah, I, I, all, all of Twelfth Night, though, would be torture. <laughs> he did an amazing job on all of these songs. Mm-hmm. Yes, folks, there's more coming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's more coming. (laughs) Um, uh, He also uses a bunch of different jazz styles. And uh, at one point he emailed me and said something about, whose idea was it to do jazz anyways? (laughs) So, but he got creative with it, so. Thank you, Vincent. Yes, good, and, th- and thank you, Allison, because uh, casting this role was not easy. <laughs> Trying to find someone who could sing well and be funny. I knew there was a reason why I didn't get the part. Dang. I mean... Because <laughs> <laughs> usually, uh, like, we would get some auditions and they were funny but the singing wasn't what we needed and then there was some that was very sweet and uh, good singing but they weren't really that funny so allison sort of hit the nail on the head and you love me let's do it i'm a dog and a cat lady sir and some dogs will catch well most certain microphone effects Hold thy peace, thou knave knight. I shall be constrained in it to call thee knave knight. <laughs> it is not the first time I have constrained one to call me knave. Begin, fool. It begins, hold thy peace. I shall never begin if I hold my peace. But it's good effect. <laughs> Come begin. Come. Oh, what a caterwauling do you keep here. If my lady have not ah, called Mindy. up her steward Malvolio and bid him Mindy. turn you out of doors, never trust me. My lady's a contagion. We are politicians, Malvolio's a Pega Ramsey, and three merry men be we. Am not I consanguineous? Today's ACT word of the day, consanguineous. If I didn't know any better, I'd have said he was actually drunk when he recorded that line. Be shrew me, the knight's in admirable fooling. 
Aye, he does well enough if he be disposed, and so do Actually, I you know what? I don't know any better, so let's just say that he was. All the 12th day of December. For the love of God, peace. I, I, I especially love that line. On the, on the 12th day of December, signs of the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. My masters. Are you mad? Yeah. Or what are you? Have you no know, oh, manners? Oh, my lid is my lawn. at this time of night? You make an alehouse of my lady's house, that you squeak out your coziest catches without any mitigation or remorse of voice. Is there no respect of place, persons, nor time in you? We did keep time, sir. In our catches, snack up. Sir Toby, I must be round with you. My lady bade me tell you that, though she harbors you as her kinsman, She's nothing alive just, to your... He, he's so... If you can separate... He's, he's just so... The vitriol is so delicious. I love Pete's delivery of these lines anyways, because this whole scene takes place in the middle of the night. And uh, he's just come out of bed. And so he, he uh, is sloppy on some of those S's, and they come across very well. It's a subtle effect, but... Is even so? But I will Adds a little more depth die. to the scene. Sir Toby, there you lie. Uh, related. <sighs> they have no clue what the other is seeing when they did recorded their lines, right? No, not at all. What and if you do? Uh, I, I love this impromptu duet between the two. <laughs> no, 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 you dare not. How to do, sir? Ye lie. Art any more than a steward? Dost thou think because thou art... You know, we should probably put that down. That, that's that's our, the other song we have in this play. Yes, by Sir and Ginger shall be hot in the mouth, too. Mistress Mary, if you cry... Also, I should mention, sometimes Aiden drops a line, and it sounds just like Mark Hamill. Uncivil rule. She shall know of it by this hand. And now no one will be able to listen to this play without thinking the same thing. Were as good a deed as to drink when a man's a-hungry. To challenge him the field, and then to break promise with him and make a fool of him. Do it, knight. I'll write thee a challenge. Or I'll deliver thy indignation to him by word of mouth. Sweet Sir Toby, be patient for tonight. Since the youth of the Count was today with thy lady, she is much out of quiet. Do, do, do. For Monsieur Malvolio, do, do, do. let me alone. Uh, which is this one? It's a, uh, a Clayard piece, though, right? No Good Layabout by Kevin MacLeod. Do not think I have wouldn't to lie straight <laughs> in my bed. I know I can do it. Possess us, possess us, tell us something of him. Mary, sir, sometimes he is a kind of Puritan. Oh, if I thought that I'll have beat him <laughs> like a dog. What, for being a Puritan? I exquisite reason, dear knight. I have no exquisite reason for it, but I have reasoned it enough. <laughs> Devil a Puritan that he is, or anything Man, else. I love that reasoning. <laughs> Well, that's reason enough, let's be honest. And utters it by great swarths, the best persuaded of himself, so crammed as he thinks... Let's be honest, to Sir Toby Belch, a, uh, or and Sir Andrew, being a Puritan is like being the devil. I will drop in his way some obscure epistles of love. Wherein by uh, the color of his beard, the shape of his leg, the manner of his gait, the expressiture of his eye, forehead, and complexion, 
What's fun is, I every time I hear this monologue in particular here, or just in general, every time I read it, it throws me back to when to a class I took about English literature before uh, like 1750 or whatever. And we, we read through Twelfth Night, and I just remember the professor reading Maria's lines in just the craziest interpretation I ever heard. Oh, wow. Admirable. Sport Royal, I warrant you. I know my physic will work with him. I will plant you two, and let the fool make a third where he shall find the letter. Observe his construction of it. For this night, to bed, and dream on the event. Farewell. You know, and look how clever she is. She got them to go to bed. She's a good wench. Very few if people would call someone a beagle. Send for money, knight. If thou hast her not in the end, call me cut. If I do not, never trust me. Take it how you will. Come, come, I'll go burn us some sack. There's some irony in the fact that Sir Toby is kind of rich, or it's implied that he's rich. And yet he's just as crazy as Sir Toby is. <laughs> uh, this may be my favorite scene in this entire act. Wait, you should really give some props to Paul Brueggemann's Duke Orsino. Give me music. Absolutely. Give me some He's so lethargic. Now, good morrow, friends. <laughs> now, good sir, sir, but that piece of song, that old and antique song we heard last night, we thought it did relive my passion. But I, I, I have an image in this head of him just directing everything while lying on one of those psycho psychologist couches where you're on your back. She is not here, so please, your lordship, <laughs> that would be funny. Who was it? Feste. And Rochelle Heger. Once more as Curia. Yay! She is about the house. We should probably fire the writer for giving her so few lines. the <laughs> wild. It's a shame she doesn't come back up. <laughs> of course, neither does uh, Dave's character, so. If ever yeah. thou shalt love in the Poor servants. It, remember me. For such as I am, all it's it's all Viola's fault. You see, she replaced them. In all motions else, <laughs> save in the constant image of the creature that is beloved. Oh, I love this song. How dost thou like this tune? It gives a very echo to the seat where love is thrown. <laughs> oh, Barley's delivery of that line. And we're listening again, guys. That's how good our actors are. <laughs> I'm listening for, like, the fifth time, so... Because I have to listen to the scene, like, twice when I mix it, and then I have to proof it, and then I have to comment it. twice? What years, if About your years, my lord. I'm very oh, persnickety heaven. about errors. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, I love this entire exchange just on a writing perspective. But Marley and Paul just make it hilarious. Sooner lost and worn than women's I think it well, my lord. Then let thy love be younger than thyself, or thy affection cannot hold the bent. For well, and we always try to cast actors who have a chemistry with each other. Because when scenes like this pop up, you don't want people who don't trying to play it, because then it's not entertaining. Indeed. 
Fellow, come. The song we had last night. Mark it, Circio. It is old and plain. The spinsters and the knitters in the sun and their free maids that weave their thread with bones do you... Oh, hey, what happened to the music? (laughs) It is silly, sooth, and dallies with the innocence of love like the old age. Are you ready, sir? Aye. Prithee, sing. You boys ready? I'm going to spare the audience's ears this time. (laughs) Are you sure? I, I, I love the sweet saxophone in this. I'm pretty sure that's a saxophone. I am now doubting myself a little bit. It's a saxophone. Clarinet, I believe. Clarinet, that would make sense. I would have to ask uh, Vincent just to be sure, but... It sounds beautiful, Vincent. Yes. Thank you. We are greatly indebted to you. We're just gonna sit here, you know. You can't see it, but my lighter's out. (laughs) Well, if I had a lighter on me right now. So I kind of have, you know, uh, the scene when him afraid Roger Robert, where uh, Jessica comes out and everyone in the club is completely ma- amazed by her performance. That's kind of what's going on right now, guys. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I have a bar crowd talking in the background uh, when there's not music playing, and so I, I just silenced it for this. It's because they're picking their jaws up up the floor. <laughs> they're like, why do they call this person a fool? Ah, but who's more foolish? Actually, it, the fool it's... The fool falls. I started to say, it's interesting how Shakespeare plays off his clowns and fools, because they're some of the smartest people in the play. Mm-hmm. Festy is extremely witty. <laughs> and well, and brutally kind of, honest sometimes. Indeed. Well, that's kind of the job of the fool, is to tell tell you the truth in a way that you won't be upset by the truth. That's true. I, I, I really like Allison's just this probably would have been was fun to learn because it, you've got to hold those notes and the higher the note the harder it is to hold so well fortunately uh, when Vincent sent in his compositions he actually sang the song in that key really? and it's a I don't know how in the world he was able to do that but he sang it in the same key that Allison would sing it in and of course, Vincent has a low baritone voice. There's so probably not a couple octaves distance difference, but it was. I'll pay thy pleasure then. 
You know, we really need to have Vincent put out like a CD album that we can sell in like Bandcamp or something. That would be awesome. Get on that, Vincent. I'll buy it. My mind is a very Take my money! I would have men of such constancy put to sea that their business might be everything and their intent everywhere. For that's it that always makes a good voyage of nothing. Farewell! <laughs> Once more, she just shows up, sing a song, and bye-bye. Same sovereign cruelty. Tell her my love. Also, it's interesting how he wants her to go away. He's like, okay, thanks, bye. See you later. Hearts that fortune hath bestowed upon her. Tell her I hold as giddily as fortune. You know, it's interesting, though, because Paul was Benedict. And uh, much to do about nothing. And in there he's, you know, sarcastic and he's catty and he's brash. And here he's so lethargic and just passionate, I guess. You cannot love her. You tell her so. Must she not then be answered? There is no woman's sides can bide the beating of so strong a passion as love doth give my heart. No and that's true because so you know, so Viola's kind of fallen in love with him. <laughs> their love can be called appetite. No motion of the liver, but the palate that suffers through fate, employment and revolt. Mine is all as hungry as the sea and can digest as much. Make no compare between love a woman can bear from me and that I, O Olivia. Aye, mm. but I know... What dost thou know? Too well what love women to men may owe. In faith, they are as true of heart as we. My father well, I suppose he would know. I, I mean, she as would know. Might be, perhaps, <laughs> were I a woman... Yeah, dramatic irony. Your lordship. And w- w- what's her history? A blank, my lord. She never told her love, but let concealment like a worm in the bud feed on her damasked cheek. I wonder who she's talking she about. In thought, hmm, I would never guess. Melancholy, she sat like Hypothetical situation, then, and so... Smiling at grief. <laughs> my sister! Men may say more, swear more, but indeed our shows are more than will. For still we prove much in our vows, but little in our You know what would be fun sometimes? It'd be impossible to do, but I would love to do uh, Shakespeare with like a group of kindergartners. Oh gosh. <laughs> that would be Maybe fun. not kindergartners, maybe a little bit older, second graders. We'll go with second graders. Sir, shall I to this lady? Hi. We'll do a production of Comedy of Errors with two with seven year olds. Give her this jewel, say my love. I would do that. No place. You know, if I get like I don't know how many characters in that play. Fifteen seventh graders, then I will cast them. Maybe. If they're good. Everyone, give us your children. (laughs) If they're good, then maybe. No, I think the major draw would be they're so cute. Come thy way, Signor Fabian. One day I'll come. Oh, hey, we have Jason R. Wallace as Fabian. 
Wouldst thou not be glad to have the niggardly, rascally sheep bite a And this voice cracks me up. I would exult, man. You know, he brought me out of favor with my lady. He originally uh, auditioned for Malvolio with this voice. But when we were casting it, we were like, hmm, you know what? Fabian could benefit from this. <laughs> he, he's hilarious, you know? I mean, Jason has that natural class, I want to say. He's just humorous, but it's just this voice in particular. Shadow this half hour. It almost sounds like he came from Texas and, and moved to Illyria or something. <laughs> oh, to be honest, I, I, I see him as kind of like a mostly character. You know what I mean? Yeah. John Travolta a couple of years earlier. It is but fortune. All is fortune. Maria once told me she did affect me. Oh, getting the painting right on this scene was such a bear. Oh, yeah. Because they're behind a bush, presumably in one place, so... <laughs> How do you convey that in audio? Hmm. I have no idea how you would possibly do that. Contemplation. <laughs> Makes a rare turkey cock of him. How he jets under his advanced plumes. It's like a <laughs> piece, I say. To be his advanced plumes. Count Malvolio. Actually, I think our Shakespearean insult of the day is now turkey cock. <laughs> you are a rare turkey cock. The lady of the stretchy. Not you, Married listener, but insult Boy, someone else with that. Now he's deeply in. Look how imagination blows him. Having been three months married to her, sitting in my estate. Oh, for a stone bow to hit him in the eye. <laughs> calling my officers about me. I just want to throw something and hit him. Velvet gown. Having come from a daybed. Where I have left. Olivia. Sleeping. Fire and brimstone. <laughs> peace, peace. And then to have the humor of state. <clears throat> and after a demure travel of regard, telling them I know my place as I would they should do theirs. Two for my kinsman Toby. I should ask, what's the music underneath this scene? This is Has to Be Jazz by Jadenise. With an obedient start, make out for him. I frown the while. And perchance wind up watch or play with my... And yeah, I've just lapsed into listening to Pete. Mm -hmm. Pete. Oh. <laughs> Indeed. Silence be drawn from us with cars, yet peace. I extend my hand to him. Thus, um, quenching my... Something that's interesting about Malvolio is... He's sort of meant to be the villain of the play, but he's kind of tragic. Saying... He's he's pulled into all of his antics because a bunch of people wanted to play a prank on him. And uh, Pete, actually, Pete has a blog on his website. And he wrote a blog post where he was talking about how uh, he was taking note of that into his performance. And, uh, so it, it, it comes across well, I think. Even though we're only into Act 2. 
from any Ducoldi Well, we're just, you know, gonna tie him up, beat the crap out of him, and mm. abuse him as such. What employment Throw him in a dark need? room. <laughs> now is the woodcock near the gym. Oh, peace! The spirit of humor intimate reading aloud to him. Send Festy in and make her pretend to be a priest. These be her very seeds, her ewes and her teas, and thus makes she her great peas. It is I'm actually looking forward to <coughs> mixing that scene in Act 4. I look forward to listening it, in fact. unknown beloved, this and my good wishes... Ooh, the letter. ...the very phrases. By your leave, wax. This wins him. Liver and all. Jove knows I love, but who? Lips do not move. No man must know. No man must know what follows. The numbers altered. No man must know. <laughs> the numbers altered? Be, no way. <laughs> I may command where I adore, but silence... Like a Let's be mother, honest, the Malvolio figuring this out is probably just... M-O-B-I Well, I think what's most ironic is that uh, Maria knew that she could write it this way and suck him in. Well, I should probably point out, there, there's a nice joke in here. Because, hey, Shakespeare, he likes to disguise things to get past the censors. I mean, the crowd. Yeah, there was one of them that uh, Pete noticed, and he recorded a, a blooper gag for it. It shall wind up in the blooper reel that's coming out one of these years. <laughs> are, are we just accumulating them right now? I'm just accumu accumulating them right now. I have three plays worth of uh, bloopers that need to go into a reel eventually. No, what I, what I used did was I kept maintaining an actual blooper reel until it got to a certain length. I'm like, okay, here's ten minutes of bloopers, guys. Have fun. That begins my name. Didn't I say he would work it out? It's actually not a bad idea. That would save some time. M. But then there is no consonancy in the sequel. Not that like anyone cares what sequence they came in. But O does. And O shall end, I hope. I or I'll cudgel him and make him cry. Oh. <laughs> and then I comes behind. Oh my. You might see more I would pay to watch that. <laughs> yeah. M. O. A. Sea drunk man, cudgel Malvolio. Looper! For every one of these letters are in one night only. <gasps> what? Soft here follows prose. If this fall into thy hand, yeah. Revolve. So, guys, I have the script stars, in front of me right now. Thee. This monologue is a page and a half. Oh yeah. Pete some says something about that when he recorded his or when he recorded his lines. Thy fates mm -hmm. open their hands. Let thy blood and spirit embrace them. I actually felt so sorry and for him. And to inure thyself to what thou art like to be. But not as sorry as I'm going to feel for the people who play characters and Julius Caesar. Be opposite My the word. <laughs> with servants. Let thy tongue tang arguments of state. Put thy you know, now I'm hunting for that Malvolio. 
uh, post that Hannibal made, or er, Hannibal, Pete made on his on his blog. It's at uh, PeteMylan.com slash blog. Ah. Titled Perspective, if anyone's looking for it. Thou art made, if thou desirest to be so. If not, let me see the steward. See, and look, see the outlet we've gotten him to plug what he has. Touch fortune's <laughs> Farewell. She that would I alter just services Woo! Hey, I got a link! Yay! Daylight and champagne discovers not more. This is open. <laughs> Daylight and champagne. <laughs> I will be proud. So what, you're saying Indeed. you shouldn't go on a date first? I will baffle Sir Toby. I will wash off gross acquaintance. I will be point devise. The very man. I do not now fool myself to let imagination jade me. For every reason, I do not now fool myself. Okay. My lady loves uh, me. We'll see about that in Act she Five. Did commend my yellow stockings of late. But my lady loves my me. Leg, <laughs> cross-guarded, and in this she manifests herself to my love, and with a kind of injunction. Now, sadly, the yellow stockings are something that we can only do my stars in, in a stage version. I will be strange. But. I, I I think in my head the pair of stockings I have him wearing is going to be very interesting. The swiftness of putting on. Oh my! Jove and my stars be praised. Oh, here's yet a postscript. Thou canst not choose but know who I am. If thou entertainest my love, let it appear in thy. Soul. See, that's one of the interesting things about. <laughs> Radio drama, so audio drama, well. theater of the mind, whatever you call it. Therefore, in my uh, presence, still because smile, in an audio drama, sweet, you're not pray. able to see the visuals. And so every person who listens to it sees something a different way. So this is, in some ways, your interpretation of the play, too. Right. One, one thing I love, uh, <laughs> oh, which I wish I could do, but Malvolio isn't exactly a character who smiles. It's always a dour character. <laughs> so, if you've ever seen someone who doesn't know how to smile, smile, you know, most little kids, for example, you get this, like, really goofy, like, kind of smile that would make you feel kind of scared of the person. And I picture Marvelio's wearing that for the rest of the play, just trying to smile. Check for yellow stockings next time you meet someone like that. That when the image of it leaves him, he must run mad. Be fun, Shakespeare bounding. True, does it work? Oh my! <laughs> like aquavitae with a midwife. If you will then see the fruits of the sport, mark his first approach before my lady. You will come to her in yellow. Ah, more clarinet sauce. It's a great name for it too, because this is a very saucy her, track. Which will now be so unsuitable to her disposition, being addicted to a melancholy as she is. Just that it worms into the ears. Turn it into a notable contempt. If you will see it, follow me. I'm trying to describe sounds. <laughs> this is a downhill slope. Uh, once again, a most excellent playing, ladies and gentlemen, a most excellent playing. Yes, indeed. Especially 
especially give props to the actors. And... Dependent Shakespeare. Also, I feel like we should do like an MVP or something. Variety show. <laughs> <laughs> Twelfth Night. Act Two. Twelfth Night MVP. Featuring the voice talents wow. of Aiden Rudd as Sir Toby Belch, David Alt as Sir Andrew. Pete Pretty sure the Malcolm cast Hill. is supposed to vote on that, Paul though. So. As Duke Orsino. <laughs> Allison Sorry, I, I, I have to read this slide from Pete's, from Pete's blog. Marlene I mean, as Viola. We, we're meant to be on Sir Toby's side. I mean, of course Malcolm. we are. Malvolio's a teetotaler hypocrite, and his Antonio. name is Malvolio. <laughs> That's the worst thing about his character, is his name is Malvolio. Written by William Shakespeare. Yeah. Really, really, guys, you should actually check out that. Uh, Pete Milan's blog. Follow him on Twitter. The following music. Actually, follow Horizon everyone on Twitter. I'm on Crazy Colin Kelly. I'm at the Bellman. My photos of Calvin and in, in front of a mirror wearing nothing but his underwear. <laughs> pretty pretty unique, I found. Oh, Mistress Mine and Come Away Death by Vincent Morrison. Oh, Vocals this is Brian Reed, in case you don't know who this is. Harry's Bar by Purple the Planet one and only. Planet.com. Yes, except and no substitutes. By Summer Off Jazz Street. <laughs> Has to be jazz by J Denise of SoundCloud.com slash J Denise, J A D E N I S E, and Clarinet Sauce by Music by Pedro. <laughs> oh, that's actually the name of the song. I thought you were just referring to there being clarinets. <laughs> oh no no no! <laughs> of Facebook.com slash. Oh gosh. Z-U-K no, it's Clarinet Sauce. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2014. Productions. Productions. For more information, And thank you for listening. We'll see you next month for Act 3. Bye. Bye, guys.